Did you know that a widely discredited study littered with unethical practices ignited a controversy that has endangered countless lives and continues to do so even today? It's the myth that vaccines cause autism, a falsehood that started from a single point and spiraled out into a global health crisis. Today, we're going to journey to the heart of this myth, exposing the shocking truth behind it, revealing its dangerous impacts, and most importantly, debunking it with solid scientific facts. This isn't just a historical tour, but a necessary conversation for everyone, especially as there is a presidential candidate who's pushing this narrative. And who am I to talk you through this? My name is Dr. Salman Aziz Mirza. I am a triple board certified psychiatrist in adult psychiatry, child and adolescent psychiatry, and addiction medicine. And I work with autistic individuals and families of all ages, and it's one of the main reasons I do what I do. Let's wind back the clock to the year 1998. The medical world was introduced to a British doctor named Andrew Wakefield, a gastroenterologist by training. He published a study in The Lancet, a premier British medical journal that set off alarm bells around the globe. It proposed a correlation between the MMR vaccine designed to protect against measles, mumps, and rubella and the onset of autism. Wakefield quickly gained international attention, becoming a central figure in an escalating debate around vaccine safety. His study instilled fear and uncertainty in countless parents worldwide. The implications were profound. A routine, widely accepted vaccine was suddenly under scrutiny, called into question by a single contentious paper. An era of vaccine hesitancy was ushered in and Andrew Wakefield became its primary advocate. But who exactly was Andrew Wakefield? And how did he, a gastroenterologist with no specific training or expertise in immunology, psychiatry, or child development, find himself at the epicenter of one of the most contentious debates in medical history? How did his paper, based on an extraordinarily small sample size, create such an upheaval? Understanding who Andrew Wakefield is in the context of his 1998 study is crucial to debunking the vaccine autism myth. As we unravel this, remember one thing. The decisions and actions of one man have shaped public health discourse for over two decades, demonstrating the power and potential danger of scientific influence. When we dive into the details of Wakefield's study, several glaring issues come to light, both ethical and methodological. The first red flag is the size of the study. Any research, especially medical, relies on ample sample size for its findings to be considered valid. With only 12 children, Wakefield's study was severely underpowered. This small size drastically increases the chance of spurious findings. Essentially, it's much easier for coincidence to masquerade as causation. In the field of medical research, such a small sample size simply does not provide a solid basis for any sweeping conclusions let alone one linking vaccines to autism. Secondly, we look at the study design. A control group is a cornerstone of any experimental design, acting as a baseline to compare the effects of the variable being tested, in this case, the MMR vaccine. Wakefield's study, however, lacked a control group entirely. This omission means we can discern if the observed autism cases were linked to the MMR vaccine or if they would have occurred regardless. Next, we encounter selection bias. 
the children in Wakefield's study were not randomly selected, an essential principle in scientific research to avoid bias. Several of them were involved in litigation against vaccine manufacturers, raising serious questions about the potential conflicts of interest and the overall impartiality of the study. The fourth problem, and perhaps the most shocking, involves unethical conduct. Wakefield's study subjected children to invasive procedures, such as colonoscopies and lumbar punctures, without obtaining the necessary ethical approval. In the world of research, protecting the well-being and rights of the participants is paramount. This violation of ethics is deeply troubling. Perhaps the most obvious and egregious flaw in Wakefield's study was that there were numerous undisclosed financial conflicts of interest. Wakefield was paid by lawyers representing parents who believed their children were harmed by the MMR vaccine. The failure to disclose this financial connection is a serious breach of trust and professional ethics. It casts a long shadow over Wakefield's motivations and the integrity of the entire study. But like the Transformers, specifically the Decepticons, there's more than meets the eye in regards to financial conflict of interest. Wakefield had filed a patent for a single measles vaccine a year before the publication of his study. The fact that Wakefield failed to disclose these glaring conflicts of interest in his research is more than just an oversight. It represents a breach of professional ethics and scientific integrity. From a business point of view, this patent only would become profitable if the combined MMR vaccine fell out of favor. It's a perfect grifter setup. Here's the problem of how you're ruining the lives of your children, but come to me where I have a safe and effective solution. Given these circumstances, it's hard to view Wakefield's actions as anything other than a self-serving agenda under the guise of scientific research. By not disclosing these conflicts, he misled the public, causing fear and confusion that continues to impact vaccine uptake even today. Following Wakefield's publication, several attempts were made to replicate his findings, all without success. The flaws in his study, coupled with these failed replication attempts, led to growing skepticism within the scientific community. The real turning point, however, came in 2004, when investigative journalist Brian Deere revealed Wakefield's undisclosed financial conflicts of interest. Following this revelation, 10 of Wakefield's 12 co-authors on the paper chose to retract their interpretation of the study. The Lancet, the journal that published Wakefield's study, fully retracted the paper in 2010, citing falsified data. The retraction stated that elements of the paper had been contrary to the findings of an earlier investigation. Essentially, the study had been discredited. Wakefield's actions did not go unpunished. After an extensive investigation by the UK General Medical Council, the GMC, he was found guilty of serious professional misconduct in 2010. The GMC cited Wakefield's unethical research methods and failure to disclose financial conflicts of interest. As a result, Wakefield was struck off the medical register, and he lost his license to practice medicine in the UK. In the wake of Wakefield's study and his subsequent retraction, the scientific community didn't simply move on. Instead, they rallied, undertaking rigorous research to investigate the claims made by Wakefield. Study after study, conducted by esteemed scientists across the globe, found no link between the MMR vaccine and autism. A 2002 study in the New England Journal of Medicine investigated over half a million children in Denmark and found no association between the MMR vaccine and autism. 
Another study in 2014, which observed over 95,000 children, reached the same conclusion. The Institute of Medicine in the United States, the World Health Organization, and numerous other health bodies all corroborated these findings. The consensus in the scientific community is clear and unanimous. Vaccines do not cause autism. These studies employed sound methodology in larger sample sizes, providing far more robust evidence than Wakefield's original study ever did. The body of research debunking Wakefield's claim is extensive and universally accepted within the scientific community. Yet despite the overwhelming evidence and the consensus among experts, the myth propagated by Wakefield persists. Despite the rigorous debunking by the scientific community, the myth that vaccines cause autism continues to persist. The effects of this information are far-reaching, and they're something I've witnessed firsthand in my professional practice. In my work with autistic individuals and their families, I've seen this anguish this myth causes. Parents grapple with misplaced guilt, believing their decision to vaccinate their child led to them developing autism. This guilt is entirely undeserved. It is a powerful testament to how deeply ingrained this myth has become. Furthermore, the myth deflects focus from understanding the true nature of autism and its various complexities. Autism isn't something to be blamed on, on an external factor. It's a part of the human spectrum, deserving of understanding, acceptance, and research aimed at improving quality of life for those on the spectrum. Even though Wakefield's research has been discredited, his claims still echo in our society, often amplified by social media and those who profit from sowing distrust in science. One person in particular is Robert F. Kennedy Jr., a 2024 presidential candidate. RFK Jr. has long been known as an anti-vaxxer, having been identified by the Center for Countering Digital Hate as one of the disinformation dozen, who are responsible for spreading the majority of misinformation about COVID-19 and vaccines, and has recently made even more headlines for his emotional discussion about vaccine injuries on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. He spoke about children who he said had been adversely affected by vaccines, claiming that they were previously healthy, but had lost all their capabilities and potential due to vaccine injuries. This brings us to an important point to address because it often contributes to the misconception that vaccines cause autism. Many parents first notice signs of autism in their children between the ages of 12 and 24 months. This is around the same time children receive several vaccinations, according to the recommended immunization schedule. This temporal coincidence can lead to an assumption of causation. In other words, because the onset of ASD symptoms and the administration of vaccines happen around the same time, the vaccines must be causing autism. However, this is a basic misunderstanding of correlation and causation. Just because two events occur simultaneously does not mean one event is causing the other. To illustrate, consider that children also start to walk and talk around the same time they receive their vaccinations. Yet we wouldn't suggest that vaccines cause children to walk and talk. This continued misinformation isn't harmless. It has real-world consequences. Vaccine hesitancy is now recognized as a major global health threat by the World Health Organization. Reduced vaccination rates can lead to outbreaks of preventable diseases and deaths, as we've seen with measles in recent years. Despite all the evidence, there are still individuals and groups today who propagate Wakefield's discredited theory. This segment of the population continues to voice anti-vaccine sentiments, often out of a genuine concern for children's health. However, they are basing their concerns on misinformation, which when amplified, 
can have serious public health repercussions. Some of these people are high-profile celebrities whose opinions can reach millions and lend a degree of unwarranted credibility to the discredited claims. Others are internet influencers who utilize social media platforms to amplify this misinformation. These platforms provide the perfect ecosystem for such views to spread rapidly. They tap into existing fears and anxieties, and without the right context or medical understanding, it can be difficult for the average person to discern fact from fiction. Many anti-vaccine websites also continue to reference Wakefield's study, often without mentioning its retraction or the controversy surrounding it. They present this discredited research as fact, further fueling vaccine hesitancy. Wrapping up, understanding the origin and persistence of the vaccine autism myth underscores the profound impact that misinformation can have on our society. The story serves as a stark reminder of the essential role that integrity, transparency, and rigorous methodology play in scientific research. More importantly, it emphasizes our collective responsibility to critically assess information, particularly when it pertains to public health and wellness. As we navigate through an era characterized by unlimited amount of information literally at our fingertips, let's remember one thing. Our understanding should always be guided by evidence-based science. Our actions, especially those concerning health and well-being, should not be dictated by fear, but by facts. As we close this discussion, I'd love to hear from you. What other myths about vaccines or autism would you like to see debunked? How has the myth discussed today affected you or your loved ones? Share your thoughts and experiences in the comments below. If you found this video informative and helpful, please give it a like. Your engagement helps spread accurate information and counters the misinformation circulating online. Remember to share it with your friends and family, and if you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel for more discussions on important health-related topics. Remember, together with accurate information, empathy, and understanding, we can make a difference. Thank you for watching, and until next time, stay curious, stay informed, and stay healthy.